What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello. <laughs> what? That was a wild start. I don't know what you I was expecting you to say, but somehow it wasn't that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is your, your favorite British podcast, apparently. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter, still 2022, if you're listening, if you're following the calendar, and we're here. We're Here we are. Um, you know what I realized? A lot of other podcasts say their names, like when they're introing themselves. I'm like, should we do oh, that? That's not a bad Does it idea. say, do we say our names in the intro? I don't even know. We do, but I feel oh, like okay. it might help. I don't know about you anyone listening or you but sometimes when I listen to podcasts with two girls even if they have very distinct voices like the first time I listen to a podcast they sound very similar like Chelsea and JC on what we said sounded super similar to me people say that but I actually I feel like their voices are pretty distinct to me no I agree and now that I'm into their content (laughs) I feel like I hear better it's like fun (laughs) just a talent what can I say anyways this voice is Kylie in case you're wondering (laughs) I'm like, no, this voice is Kylie. (laughs) Whoa, don't mess with them like that. (laughs) Bad vibes. No, this voice is Anya. Hi. Hello. Um, We're happy to be back. We have a fun episode this week. I think a good one considering it's still the beginning of the year. So you might be thinking of like resolutions, goal setting, stuff like that. So today we are going to be talking about how to be nicer to yourself and practice some self compassion which is something that I think we both are definitely on like the journey towards I I won't speak for you but I definitely am not in a place where I'm like yeah I've mastered self-compassion like I'm super nice to myself in fact I would say I'm probably at the beginning of this journey but nonetheless we're all working to you know have a better relationship with ourselves have a better talk track in our own little minds and so hopefully this episode can help anyone else who's on that journey definitely I feel like we um incorporated a little psychology some might I know. say so look at did us. some research I know I know yeah we we come with sources ladies and gentlemen but yeah I feel like we should also mention this is a little random but I don't know where else to put it Spotify now allows you to rate oh yeah podcasts so this is your friendly reminder before we get into the episode to not only rate us up on Apple Podcasts, which you already should have been doing and leaving us a review, by the way, because we'll read it. Um, but now you can rate us on Spotify. I have no idea what it does. I assume it works in a similar way to Apple Podcasts where it helps people find our show mm-hmm. who would like our show. But yeah, if you wouldn't mind taking the time, and it's even easier because you can't write a review on Spotify right now. All you have to do is click on how many stars you want to give us, which is five in case you're like, Just count one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> three, four, five. It's the one that comes after four, and there's not an option after it, actually. It's the last one to the right, just yes, yeah. yeah. Not to the left, okay? No, Are you the right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there yeah. isn't like any text opportunity. As far as I can tell, no. Right. Okay, so. well – you guys know what to do. do we would really appreciate it, especially because it's like a new feature. So it'd be cool if we could start out get strong. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. With that, let's get into our week in review. So we are recording this on January 3rd. So it's like our both of our first days back to the grind, back to work. 
And I will say I have mixed feelings. I feel like I always do this time of year because having a break is so nice. And I feel like no matter how long it is, it never feels long enough, like ever. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I was getting to a point where I was like, what day is it? I'm not changing. Like, so it is nice to be in like a little more of a routine and like feel like I have a little more of like a purpose (laughs) right now. Yeah. But still, it's just – it's always like I had like the scariest Sunday scaries yesterday because I feel like logging back on after like a break is like the worst. (laughs) But actually, I felt like my inbox was not as scary as I thought um, because my my whole like company shut down for that week. So it was kind of nice because like other people also weren't working. So I wasn't like getting behind necessarily. Um, I did have some, you know, external emails, but can't control everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I given that it's one three January third, um, I spent some time writing out goals because I realized I did it at the end of the year last year, and then I was like, wait, I'm like kind of late. So, um, and like no shade to us last year, but I was looking at my goals from last year, and I feel like I just had way too many, like mm. just way too many. Like they were all relatively small, but like we did the thing where we had like categories or whatever. So it was like health goals, and it was like I had to have like five health goals, and you guys can go back and listen. Um, we have two, I think two goal episodes from last year, one where we like say them and one where we like give an update. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see what I mean, you can go listen to that. But uh, yeah, I just felt like we had way too many for like, for me to be able to focus on any individual one and like actually significantly move the needle. Cause there were just like 20, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this year I decided to just pick, I was just like aiming for between three and five and I ended up with five, which I think is fine. Um, bigger goals for the year, just so that I could actually like have more of a focus on them and like be thinking of them more consciously. And so I was kind of having a hard time like knowing where to start, I guess, this year. And I didn't get this like framework from anywhere. I kind of just came up with it for myself and I feel like it ended up working well. So I was going to share it. Um, So I I just picked like five categories that was like helping me have a more of like a jumping off point because I was kind of like, what do I want to do this year? Like lots of things. So um, it was helpful for me. So I did career, personal, finance, leisure, which I consider kind of like hobbies or like self-care kind of category and health. So those are my five. And I thought it was just like a really good like framework to goal set through. So I literally just have like one basic goal for all of those. And I feel like it's going to be a lot. I don't know. I don't want to say better because I think setting goals regardless is like a valuable exercise, but just like more like top of mind. Yeah, Yeah. More trackable. Like, yeah. So that's my strategy for this year. Maybe we'll do a whole like goal episode if you guys want. I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah. Set, set some goals. Sure. What sure. about you? Yeah. I mean, I have two little updates. Um, I'll start with the one that's more closely related to what you were just talking about, which is making vision boards. And I think to your point, if you are someone who like writes out a bunch of like big or I shouldn't say a bunch of big goals, like a bunch of smaller goals. Um, it could be really helpful to do your exercise where you have like the five big goals, the big things that you want to go after, and then use vision boards to kind of like visualize what all of the little goals that are encompassed in that category look like. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's basically what I did. I made, you can, I, this is brand new to me. So if it's not brand new to like everyone else, then just entertain me for now. Um, but you can section off your boards on Pinterest. So I made like a 2022 vision board, but when you click inside of the board, there's a health section, a mental and emotional health section, a uh, 
finances section, career section, a friend section. I did a fashion section, even though that's not really like goal oriented. It's just fun. Um, and then I did a love and dating section. And I kind of just like keeping in mind like the ideal way that I would want those various aspects of my life to look by the end of the year made the vision board based off that. And I tried to even be more practical in the sense of like, for example, for physical health, I saved healthy recipes that I found on Pinterest Mm. instead of just focusing on like aesthetic grocery store vegetable aisle (laughs) or produce section. You know what I mean? Because those can only get you so far. It's like, okay, yeah, like I could stand in front of broccoli and take a picture and then go get Doritos. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? But actually having recipes there that I'm like, okay, if I'm in a rut, I can just go grab a recipe. And the same goes for like finances. I found a bunch, like I found different like savings trackers and guides on how to like start investing. And I made sure to save those along with aesthetic photos. So it felt like much more productive almost in a sense because I got to get like the aesthetic visualization manifestation part of it while also like having a place to house resources to get me to those goals, which I think is really important. Yeah. I also didn't know about the uh, like sub board situation. So that's good to know. It's a game changer. It really is. And did Um, you make like last year we both made like the um, like desktop wallpaper vision board thing did you do that this year that's on my list for this week and I'll probably just grab like the aesthetic photos from those different sections to use because I think that's like a good place to use those aesthetic photos I'm not going to put a recipe on a desktop vision board (laughs) but tiny yeah but um so yeah so that's kind of how I've been goal setting and I've like done some like scripting and manifesting and things like that as well and like physically wrote out some goals um, but that was like that was a game changer. And then my other update, and I would like to preface this by saying that I am in fact being a big baby. And I know that I'm being a big baby, but I'm gonna talk about it anyways, because I'm one half of this podcast, damn it. No I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I actually slept horrible last night, and I am very, very lucky to be a very good sleeper. I really don't often have issues with sleeping. But I think that also means that when I do, they just like really impact me because I don't know how to like function as a normal human being because I'm normally not in this state. (laughs) So it leads to me being a big baby. But the reason why I didn't sleep super well is because I tried out, I don't know what they're called, but if you're on TikTok, you know them. They look like a silk tube. (laughs) <laughs> and you put them the, and you put yeah. them on your head and you wrap your hair in them and it's supposed to give you like heatless curls if you sleep on them. So I got one and I wrapped my hair up in it and I'll tell you what when I started wrapping my hair I was like things will be going south. And I knew it, right? And I continued it. I persevered anyways because I thought mm, I should be a little more optimistic. So I read or I've seen tips saying that you your hair should be dry when you do it. People say that it works better when your hair is dry. So I was like, bet. My hair was probably 99% dry. Like we'll say completely dry for the sake of conversation. <laughs> so what you do is you take the tube and you take a claw clip and you clip it to the top of your head so that it doesn't move. And then you essentially like French twist your hair into one side and secure it with a scrunchie to the tube. And then you go and you do your other side. The problem that I was facing is I would do one side and I'd wrap it and I'd make sure to get it nice and tight so it would stay put and that would be great. 
And then I would go to do the other side. And because the other side is attached to the same tube, as I was pulling on this side, it would loosen the other side, if that makes sense. So I was like, okay. So it always felt like the side that I did second would always end up better. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to fix this. Then I took the claw clip out because I was like, there's no way you're supposed to sleep with a claw clip at the top of your head. Like, that's not comfortable in any world. And it just, like, flopped to the back of my head. And I was like, that's weird. So now I'm holding. I think people do sleep with the claw clips. Do they? I think they do. Okay. Maybe that was mistake number one. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm hobbling to my bed, holding the tube on top of my head. And I slowly lay myself back on my pillow. And now I'm like... I can't move. Like, there's no way that I can move around in bed. Like, it's just going to fall out. So I literally laid in bed for, like, probably 30 minutes on my back. Like, just so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was like, this is not going to work. So I just, like, sent it and was like, whatever. I'm just going to, like, tossle around the way I normally do. And then I woke up at 2 a.m. And uh, half of the right side of my hair was out of the tube. I was like, awesome. That's great. And then I tried to rewrap it and all the same problems kept happening and it was 2 a.m. And so I was like, let me just try again. And so it's 2 a.m. I'm laying in bed on my back and finally I'm like, screw it. After an hour of trying to fall asleep, (laughs) I was like, screw it. I'm taking it out. So then I took it out and then I still couldn't fall asleep because it was at 3 a.m. this morning that my Sunday scaries decided to hit. Well, that's the thing when you're already sleeping bad and then you know how late it is and you yep. like are anticipating how badly the next day is going to go because it's already 3 a.m. Like it just all compounds on itself. So yeah. So then I could. So I probably I woke up around 2 a.m. and I didn't fall back to sleep till probably closer to 5 a.m. Um, because I was just not. And I planned on waking up at 6 a.m. That, my friends, did not happen. I woke up at 7.30. Um, and I also, this kind of leads into the top of the episode, but I found as I was transitioning out of the Sunday scaries, I transitioned instead into, oh, it's the, mon- it's the first Monday of the new year. Like, I wanted it to be a good day. Like, I had, you know, I tweaked my morning routine and my night routine for the new year. It was, you know, similar, but made some improvements based on, like, habits that I wanted to create in the new year and stuff and I was like oh well now I'm already behind because I can't wake up at 6 a.m because I'm going to be exhausted but if I can't wake up at 6 a.m that means that I have to modify my new morning routine and I'm already starting off the year on a bad note blah 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 blah. like I was just spiraling I was like this is horrible it's gonna be a horrible (laughs) year (laughs) horrible Um, year (laughs) and then like uh, around like 4 45 in the morning I was like bestie you got to get a grip like it's okay you just are having trouble sleeping if the first Monday of the new year you don't have this perfect laid out day that you hope and envision for. Like, that's that's okay. There's going to be a January 4th. <laughs> you can take a stab at it then. Odds are you'll sleep well because you'll be exhausted. And yeah, so I had to kind of, you know, remind myself of that. And then throughout today, show myself a lot of compassion for like not starting the new year and this new week off on like the best foot because I just had to put like, my energy level and all of that first and like respect that because if I burn myself out on the Monday of the first week of the new year like yeah it's not a good tone so practicing some self-love some self-compassion are you gonna try the thing again yeah so I think maybe I'll try sleeping with a claw clip I I think that's what people do which feels crazy but like I guess you're not sleeping on like 
the top of your head so like maybe it doesn't yeah I could try it out I mean at this point um I also think that my hair should have been a little wet still I don't think it should have been completely dry I think it should have been like 90 percent 85 90 percent dry but Mm -hmm. yeah I'm just it's just hard because I'm like well my I want my hair to be like silky and smooth but the tube is also silky and smooth. And when you put two silky things together, they slide. <laughs> so how... I'm like, scientists, What's let me science? know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how did people do this? <laughs> Behind the scenes, I also... I sent Kylie a link to one of these. And I was like, have you tried this? And she was like, oh, I just ordered it. And I was like, oh, let me know how it goes. <laughs> and so here I am. I'm like, well. okay, this is that one. Yeah, so I, I'll give it another go because um, people, I mean, I saw one, well, actually, I saw one girl and she did like a TikTok of her taking the tube out and yeah. she had to like kind of like wrestle it out of her hair a little bit. It was so stuck in her hair. I'm like, how? Literally, how did you do that? How did you get it almost <laughs> stuck in your hair? I don't understand. Like, unless, I, the only thing I can think of is like, does my hair need to actually be like more damaged and like textured <laughs> in order mm. for it to stick to this tube? Because I'll start straightening the shit out of it if that's what it takes. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. I'm like, well, you're getting it bleached in a couple days, so just wait. I'm like, <laughs> can you imagine right after that? It's like, it it's worked. amazing. It worked perfect. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the update. If I figure out a way to make it work, I'll definitely let you know. Because people do it and it looks so good. Yeah, it does and look like, good. I'm like, how did you do that? For now, if you're watching the reel, I have straight hair. The ends are flipped out. That's all I have to show for it. <laughs> Sad. Cries. <laughs> Anyways. night of sleep. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's move into our favorites. So I do have an actual favorite for this week, but I wanted to address a hot take, which is if you listen to the last episode, you heard that Kylie thought Don't Look Up, uh, the new Netflix movie was overrated. And I disagree i actually thought it was really really good (laughs) i freaking loved it i did not think it was too long i mean i think i'm also just like a very target audience type of person for what they were trying to do so you know i get that but i thought it was so funny like i don't know it it kind of reminds me of like the interview where like it's not a critically like acclaimed movie but like if you watch it like you have a good time that's kind of like okay yeah but I do think, not to concede on, you know, my stance, but <laughs> I I did go into it with very high expectations and I hadn't heard much about it when I went into it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder if, like, I had waited a little longer and then heard people say, like, oh, no, I was kind of underwhelmed by it. Because I feel like I'm not the only person that has said that yeah, they were no, underwhelmed I think that's by like, it. Yeah. Um, and then watched it, would I have felt differently because my expectations would have been yeah a bit more I, I don't just, know I, I just think it. it was very long I wish it was just a little shorter oh Maybe I liked that's it just my attention <laughs> I loved all the characters like I just thought it was fantastic um Timothy Tim Chalamet's character wait Jinx actually that was unhinged <laughs> like excuse me <laughs> he the was my favorite potatoes. part I was like what is this and he's and just he, like, randomly an evangelical Christian <laughs> yes and like, he like what? his character He's not in it that much. Disclaimer, no. like, I was kind of expecting he would be a bigger character. And, like, halfway through, I was like, where is he? He just, like, comes out of left field and he's, like, so unhinged. Like, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. But 
I almost feel like they like let him improv his like lines because it was just too absurd to like be scripted. Yeah, I know Jonah Hill's character too also improv. So funny. I was dying. He was hilarious. The whole thing, honestly. And like they made a lot of pretty obvious metaphors, like even with the people. Like you could tell who some of the people were supposed to like represent. Like with the tech guy, you could tell. With Meryl Streep, you could tell like who she was supposed to be. Like it was very, it was very like in your face, but not in like, not in a bad way. Like, I, I don't know. I really liked it. But anyway, yeah. that's not my whole favorite. My favorite for the week um, is a TikTok account that I have been following for a while, but I really went down a rabbit hole on it last night. And I'm like, <laughs> literally last week was like, I need to not scroll on TikTok. And I'm like, I scrolled on TikTok on this one lady's account for an hour. Um, but it's called The Salad Lab. Have you seen it? I have not. You should check it out. So it's this lady. Okay. She makes a salad every day. And um, she, like, gives you the recipe, and it's basically just, like, a step-by-step video. So it's, like, very basic. But um, I just like the way that she does them. Like, it's a very consistent format, almost like ASMR kind of format. Mm-hmm. And she has all these really cute, like, vessels for, like, what she's putting in. Like, she has, like, almost, like, test tube-looking things for, like, the olive oil and the lemon. And, like, it's just very cute, like, very well done. And I feel like I'm getting a lot of inspiration for, like, salads that I want to make because I know salads are, like, an easy thing. Like, theoretically, you should be able to just, like, throw anything together and it should be, like, fine. But mm-hmm. I feel like for some reason, my salads that I make at home just, like, never hit. Like, I get a sweet green salad and I'm like, oh, love salads. So and then good. I make one at home and I'm like, what is this? Like, sad, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. I was really getting inspired by her recipes and also her dressings because, listen, in 2022, we're not buying dressing. We're going to make our own because it's not Tea. that hard. It's not that hard. Like, genuinely. Yeah. It's, like, four ingredients a lot of the time. Yeah. And so she always starts out with the dressing. And sometimes I would watch the videos like just for the dressings that she makes because it's just like good knowledge, I feel like. So check sure. her out. Um, I followed her now. So I'll see her salad every day. And <laughs> it's just exciting. So that is exciting. I'll definitely check that out. Love that. Love a salad. Oh, and she always pairs it with a wine too at the end. Ooh. So it's like good to learn like what flavors go with like what wines. Like it's great. So Oh my God. Instant follow. Love it. Um, my favorite, like Anya said, we are recording on January 3rd and I have already run a book in the new year, which is pretty crazy. Um, so I read The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Hear me out, people. We got fake dating. We got professor student, but not in a creepy way because it's a PhD student. So you're like, okay, you're both adults. There's still, like, a power imbalance there, I feel like. Sure, but. sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm like, it's a little problematic <laughs> I'm like, still. um, professor, student, thank you very much. <laughs> so we have those two. And then and then we have my personal favorite. I hate everyone in the world but you. Is yeah, it toxic? Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. Is it everything that I wanted more out of a romance book? Absolutely. It really is. Um. Yeah, I just couldn't put this down. It was so amazing. It was so good. It's about a biology PhD student and a biology professor in the department and they start fake dating because she wants her friend to start dating this guy that she's really into but who she won't go on a date with because the main character like went on three dates with him and is like no that'll be weird it breaks girl code so she starts fake dating this professor to like make it seem to her friend that she's like completely over the guy so that she can finally date him and like be happy and then he has his uh research funds frozen by the university because they think he's going to leave for another university. So he thinks if he starts dating someone who lives there, 
then that what? shows like he doesn't want to leave. <laughs> I, I mean, as I'm saying the whole every- book. <laughs> no, it doesn't really give it. You learn like, that in like the first two. two. <laughs> yeah, no, like you learn that in like the first two chapters. Okay, okay. that's it just felt like, like you were... okay. That that's like where I was going to end it. That's just, like the premise okay. of like that's why they're fake dating, and then you go forth into the book. All right, <laughs> but very good. Um, the main guy, Adam Carlson, you have my heart and my soul. Take it; it's yours. Um, yeah, he's just phenomenal. I couldn't put it down. I literally read it in like probably 36 hours it was so good it was so good um and you should read it and it's the authors this blows my mind the author has a phd in neuroscience like she's a full-fledged scientist and just like wrote a romance book like on the the side side. (laughs) and it's freaking phenomenal like you could have convinced me that she was like colleen hoover has written a ton of these like this is Mm. not her first rodeo and it is in fact her first rodeo. Her very it's first The one. first book she's published. And she supposed to have another book come out this year. So I'm very excited about that. And yeah, so definitely check it out. It is, it is on Book of the Month if you want to get it there. Mm-hmm. If you have Book of the Month. That's where I got my copy. But Yeah, I'll have to check it out because I have been into like the like light romancy reads. So Yeah. To. Yeah. It's fun. There is spice for our non-spice oh. loving. Not too much. Okay. Again, I won't throw it away, but warning, <laughs> spice. I don't know why when I saw this on the script, I thought it, it sounded to me like it was like a nonfiction book. Like I thought you had read like um, a like a, I'm like a science highly unlocked book. Like I was like, what is this? So no, no, no. That sounds more fun though. But yeah, each chapter, and again, this isn't like a spoiler, but each chapter starts with like a hypothesis about like the chapter. But it's like a cheesy, corny oh. hypothesis. It's like, <laughs> if I fake date my professor, then if then, <laughs> Not an if-then statement, no. <laughs> it basically is an if-then wow. statement. But yeah, very, very good. I feel like I did a horrible job. <laughs> so that's my bad. Um, that's like my own toxic traits just coming out. But no, you should read it. Don't listen to me. Except for when I say that you should read it. And that's all. All right, let's move into our main episode topic self compassion If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. 
We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Fashion, being nice to yourself. We are going to be nice to ourselves in 2022. No more self-deprecation. That's out of style. For a while, that was very in style. Very in style. In fact, I I would say when we had like our formative teen years, that was in style. And I'm like, no wonder we're all walking around super insecure. Yeah. (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) I figure we could kind of just start out by talking about why self – I don't know. Do you think self-love and self-compassion are the same thing? I was going to say self-love, but I don't know if if they're the same thing. So you can cut this out if you want, but (laughs) a book that I read once uh, referred to masturbation as self-love. So I feel like we should say self-compassion. <laughs> okay. I mean, and I, I don't know why the book that. did that. Every time the book did it, I was like, just call it, besties, let's just call it what it is. Like, you should fine. call that like self-pleasure. I agree. That's the word for it. But that's, that's very not, weird. That's I'm leaving this in you. there, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's fine. It's addicted to you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Though. I love the that's book. Not the I right love word. It. Yeah. Every time it happens, I'm like, no. Anyways. Yeah. That gives me the ick. Well, okay. So I kind of feel like self – what I was thinking of was like self-love and self-compassion are different because I feel like love and compassion are a little different. Hot take? I don't know. Yeah, T. Like I know that they're kind of – they kind of mean the same thing, but I feel like the connotation is different in a way. Like I feel like compassion implies a lot more like grace and like understanding maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this episode we're more so leaning into the compassion side because I think to your point, self-love is more so like – appreciating things about yourself and like recognizing good things in yourself if that makes sense and learning to like love yourself as a person whereas compassion is more so having grace and knowing how to like talk kindly to yourself and treat yourself like you're a close friend we'll get into so on and so forth but you know what I mean? does that make sense yeah i think we're on the same wavelength cool love that self compassion baby Yes. So I feel like to to kick it off, I just think we all need to recognize, fun fact, we're all human. All of us. Every single one no of way. us. A homo sapien. Can you believe it? No way. So, I don't believe you for a second. And you know what all humans do? What? We all we all suck, kind of, like in our own <laughs> <Whoa>. ways. <laughs> like we all make mistakes. We all fail. We all like fall short. We all like don't keep promises. And that's a fact. All of us. Yeah. Don't deny it. Every single one. And like, if you think of people in your life, fellow humans, you might say, (laughs) they all kind of suck too. Like everyone has qualities about them or habits or like short, shortcomings, short fallings. What's the word? Yeah. Shortcomings. Shortcomings um, about them that you don't like. But that doesn't mean you don't love them or like have compassion for them. We still, despite everyone else's things about them that suck, we still love them, value them, accept them for who they are. But you know who we don't do that for? Ourselves. And I'll get off my soapbox right now. But But it's true. Stepping off. It's true. Another thing, and this is something that I, in the past couple of years, have kept telling myself, is that out of everyone in the world, every person you've ever interacted with, The only person 
or no, I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> That's my mind. Um, <laughs> I'm just excited about that point. But no, out of everyone in the world, you're probably the most self-aware of your own problems. It's like, isn't there like a thing about how like, I remember being told you shouldn't worry about what other people think about you because odds are they're also only worrying about what other people think about them, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. We're all so preoccupied with how other people perceive us that we don't realize that other people can't be perceiving us because they're worried about the same thing. So you're probably the most self-aware of your own problems, your own shortcomings. And so that's why you have to work on being kind to yourself. And it has to be sort of an active thing that you do in your life. You're not just going to naturally show yourself self-compassion and show yourself kindness, at least most people, I would say, especially people kind of like we were saying in our generation who grew up in sort of a self-deprecating, haha, let's laugh at our own expense type of environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another thing, this is where I got on the soapbox and realized I had to get off, um, is that out of everyone in the world that you've ever met and interacted with and hold dearly, the only person that you have to live with at the end of the day is yourself. Like realistically, I hope this doesn't happen to anyone, but realistically, the people that are in your life could all just like disappear, decide they don't want anything to do with you anymore. God forbid anything worse, but it's true. Like you could end up with none of the people that you currently have in your life, but you all always have to live with yourself and be with yourself. And so it's, worth your time to learn how to talk to yourself nicely and make your headspace a good place to be because it's it's you and that brain of yours for life you guys are stuck together and you've gotta gotta learn to work together yes and um i don't remember where i saw this so if i find it i will have it linked in the description but basically i saw this article that was saying that there are three they called them like habitual threat-based reactions. So like the way people, there's three like core ways that people react when things go wrong in their life. Mm-hmm. And they basically were being self-critical. So that's fight, abandoning themselves, which is flight, and or getting stuck with kind of like the why me ruminations, which they called freeze. So they called it fight, fight, flight, freeze are kind of like the three habitual reactions that people naturally have to stuff going wrong in their life. And that was actually mm-hmm. interesting. I've never like – I mean, I've heard of fight or flight, obviously. Sure. But like I hadn't th- heard of it in like this context. So I feel like Same. I'm going to like think about this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Noodle like, on it a little Yeah, noodle on it a little bit. <laughs> you know. So it was basically saying that like self-compassion is the antidote to these reactions. Like if you mm-hmm. are – if you give yourself grace and you're like in the habit of being kind to yourself, like you won't become self-critical, you won't abandon who you are, you won't be like in like the pity yourself kind of mindset when things go wrong because like you've prepared mentally. Yeah, for sure. And I think it also contributes to gaining that stronger sense of just self in general, but also a stronger sense of self-affection and respect. And I know I learned the hard way this year that if you have that strong sense of self, then people will have less power over the way you feel. Um, Their opinions of you won't matter as much to you because you know who you are deep in your core. You have systems in place that validate that for you. Um, And so when people come around and are kind of put into your life to just kind of make you feel shitty about yourself, 
you can move on and not kind of let that carry so much weight in your own life because you have the tools in place to show yourself that self-affection and that self-respect. And that's definitely something, again, that I kind of had my you know, feet put to the fire and I really had to learn. I learned that I did not have that strong sense of self in those ways. And I needed to quickly learn tools to get better at that. That's what uh, I was going to say. I feel like that whole point, I was like, this is Kylie's Q3 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, that bullet point sounds a lot like my therapist. That's crazy. <laughs> um, this next bullet point also sounds a lot like my therapist, which isn't surprising because I did write it, <laughs> but it's that most of the time, if not all of the time, negative self-talk and beating yourself up over whatever it may be is only ever going to hold you back from achieving what it is you want to achieve. Because when you think about it, like, how could you ever achieve the things that you want, your dreams, your goals, whatever it may be, if you don't even have faith in yourself or if you don't have a stronger sense of yourself and your own capabilities like it really does inform everything that you do in your life because otherwise you're just wandering aimlessly wondering why things aren't working out when the core of it aside from external factors like privilege and all of that because I recognize that that plays into it as well but a huge chunk of it comes from how you see yourself and how you appropriately evaluate yourself and what you bring to the table um and what obstacles are in your way to help you achieve those goals. And once you can have some compassion for that, you can think more logically about how to get there and you have the faith in yourself that you need to get there. So you have to meet yourself where you're at, be honest with yourself, be compassionate with yourself, and then go from there. Preach, bestie. Uh, Quick distinction. Self-compassion does not equal, you know, that like sign in math where it's like the equal sign, like the little slash does not equal. (laughs) self-pity. So you can work on bettering yourself while practicing kindness. These two are not mutually exclusive. Just had to call it out. In fact, doing better often requires having grace for yourself. That's usually the first step because after all, you'll only unlock that grace and that forgiveness through truly caring about yourself and like wanting better for yourself, being nicer to yourself. Yeah. So that's like the groundwork, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like some light, fun combo. (laughs) Um, Now we're going to kind of get into some ways to practice self-compassion. If you're like new to this journey or like trying to emphasize it more in 2022. So I saw this um, concept somewhere. So like I feel like we talk a lot about like the inner critic. Everyone has an inner critic. But most of the time people don't have an inner self-advocate. So, like, if you make a mistake or something doesn't go exactly to plan, like, there is always, like, that voice in your head that's, like, saying, like, oh, why would you – why would you have done that? Why would you have made that decision? Why didn't we see this coming? All this stuff. But there is not often, unless you're, like, actively working on it, another voice being, like, I did the best I could with the information that I had. Like, Mm -hmm. um, putting yourself in the position of, like, giving yourself grace. Because I feel like that's usually how you are to a friend. Like, if a friend comes to you and they're, like, oh, this terrible thing happened and, like, it's my fault, like – your first reaction is to like console them and be like, well, you didn't know, you didn't have all the information, whatever. But like you, that doesn't really exist in anyone's like own head, I feel like. So yeah. it's all about cultivating your inner self-advocate so that when your inner critic comes out and yells at you for all the stuff, you can say like, no, actually, 
actually, inner critic. I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah. It's like the devil and angel on the shoulder thing. Like, yeah, yeah. We don't all have the angel on the shoulder. So you got to, yeah. and that's okay. It's not natural. You got to curate, train. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And you know how you train? I bet you're wondering. Affirmations, besties. Whoop, whoop. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls sit in front of their mirror and say positive affirmations to themselves. <laughs> Every morning, two degrees hotter listeners are gorgeous girls. No, but seriously, affirmations and I think boys. are so – And boys, yes. And they so sorry. And non-binaries. <laughs> Love you all. <laughs> um, but seriously, it's – I think a lot of the time self-compassion, so even like self-love and just like accepting yourself – Sometimes you do have to kind of start in the fake it till you make it phase. And I actually, I saw a really helpful TikTok about this um, where someone was talking about how like you can't go from two extremes. Like you can't wake up one morning saying, and she was using like body, for example. So I'll just use that because it's easy. You can't wake up one morning saying like, I hate my body and then say a couple of affirmations in the mirror and be like, oh, I love my body. This is amazing. Like odds are that's you may not even reach the point of saying like, I love my body and that's okay. I don't say that to like scare anyone, but it starts with the baby steps of what affirmation, what can you tell yourself today that'll bring you one step further to that place of acceptance, that place of compassion, that place of kindness for yourself. Um, and I just, I think that either writing down affirmations, saying them to yourself in the mirror really making them like concrete to yourself in some way is how you make those baby steps towards acceptance and compassion for yourself. And it's going to feel weird at first. Very weird. It's still, I've been doing it since for like a, probably like around a month now and it still feels kind of weird and like so. borderline like conceited, but you're not conceited. There's a difference between like being nice to yourself and being full of yourself. Yes. So. So don't let that turn you away because it will. It's gonna. Yeah. I'm telling you. Um, Another kind of aspect that I wanted to add is normally we're we're mean to ourselves when things don't go right for the most part. And I think it's important to realize that like literally every single thing that happens to you is a learning experience and for the most part is going to better you in some way. And this reminded me of, um, I listened to an old What We Said episode. I've been like going and listening to ones from like early last year because I'm like not patient enough to wait a week. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Listen to that podcast if you don't. It's very good. Um, But they basically were doing like an advice column and some girl wrote in and she was basically having to choose her college and she was feeling like it was like a lot of pressure, like a big decision. It was going to like alter her life trajectory. And they said something along the lines of like, If you choose like, quote unquote, the wrong one, which like there isn't a wrong one, but like, let's say, you know, you pick one and it doesn't end up being everything you hoped for, like you can transfer and like you wouldn't know that if you didn't do it. Like you needed to have that experience to know that it wasn't right for you or like it, it's just how the world works. So I think just like understanding that every single thing that happens to you, whether it's positive, negative, you know, whatever your reaction is to it, like it is an opportunity to learn something, whether it's about yourself, your environment, your preferences, whatever. And I think that's a big part of being nice to yourself is realizing like maybe this had to happen so that I would, yep. you know, know this about myself or know this. So I don't know. Yeah. And I know that's like hard to apply to like trauma. So I wouldn't, I don't want to like yeah, good cast point. that wide of a net and be like, it's great that 
you know, people die, like not, not true, yeah. but, um, things that like you might get upset at yourself for, like are all yeah contributing choices. to the greater, yeah, like you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm glad you bring that up because again, kind of like affirmations, like, and a, a lot of this episode, honestly, to be frank, is easier said than done. And I, I hope that we're being very like forthright with the fact that this does take practice and yeah, it's I'm like, not going to happen overnight. Um, <laughs> but take it from someone who kind of like what we said episode, law school dropout over here. Hey, everybody. Um, I dropped out of law school, what, eight months ago now? Was it? No. Seven months ago? That sounds so long. Wow. I know. But I have only just now, between six and eight months, I don't know how long it's been, (laughs) time doesn't exist, Um, but I've only now started to get to a place where I look back at it and I I have a sense of appreciation for it because I did learn so much about myself. If you had asked me that two weeks after I decided to drop out, I was slandering law school like it was hell on earth. (laughs) And do I still have days where I'm like, "Mm, I'm pretty sure it was hell on earth. Of course. But yeah, I just, just to pop in my personal antidote there of, you know, that it is the truth. Even if it doesn't feel like it, it feels really monumental, but there does come a, a point of peace almost with the choices that you make. And you start to see how those choices brought you down the path that it brings you down and that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and everything happens for a reason and all that fun stuff. <laughs> but it's true. Um, and then another thing is, and I kind of talked about this a little bit in our, you know, what we're leaving behind in 2021, but transforming comparison into inspiration. So looking at the people in your life or people even that you see on social media or whatever it may be and thinking, what is inspiring to me about this person? What are they doing, being, having that I'd like to have in my life too? Um, Again, I kind of was upfront about, you know, sometimes seeing good things happen to other people and not necessarily being in the state of like, they don't deserve that, but being like, why isn't that happening for me too? But those people also have things that they're looking at other people do and they wish that was their life. And so the best you can do is just take someone that is at a place that you want to be in and figure out what's inspiring you about them, what they're doing that got them into that place. And so that's something that I know I'm working on in 2022 because really at the end of the day, all comparing yourself and your progress and the place that you're at in your life will do is lead to that negative self-talk track and feeling really defeated I know that's something that like, for example, like the that girl trend on TikTok. I know I find myself half the time, I'm like, I need a pizza pizza today. That means I'm never going to be a that girl. And I'm like, that's (laughs) the most ridiculous thing that my brain has ever conjured up. Um, You can't get defeated. You can't compare yourself too much to others, especially on social media, because you never really know what's going on behind closed doors. So just think of what you can learn from others and, you know, how you can be inspired by the people that are seemingly doing the things that you want to be doing. Yeah. So I feel like an example here would like, I don't know, you see someone your age, like bought a house or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe she bought a house. Like I'm never gonna be able to buy a house. Like I have no savings, whatever, whatever. So it's like, instead of turning it into that self-talk, it's like, that's awesome for her. Like, why do I feel jealous? Oh, maybe it's because I've never really had a space that I loved. Like, what can I do right now to make my space one that I love? And it's like, I don't know. There's just reframing a lot of that. Yeah, for sure. This next one is like not really a fully formed 
thought. So I'm like, <laughs> I'll just talk through it. But um, I feel like you know for yourself. I mean, I'd like to think everyone's good at heart, right? That's yeah. like a philosophy thing. Like you either believe people are like good at heart or not. But I'd like to think that's true. And I think everyone knows for themselves that they are like inherently good and always trying their best, trying to do the right thing. So whenever you feel like you fell short on something or you let someone down, just like reminding yourself that you're literally like, I had good intentions. Like I try to be a good person. I do the best I can with the information that I have. I want to give myself grace and like just understanding that like when something like when you make a mess of something, like you did the best you could (laughs) basically like for the most part. Like I don't think anyone's intentionally trying to hurt people or like sabotage someone. If you are, I'm like maybe we should like work through that a little bit. But for the most (laughs) part, like (laughs) everyone's trying to do their best. Everyone's trying to do good. And if it doesn't work out, it's not like – it's not something inherently wrong with you. And I feel like this was reminding me a lot of like – COVID low-key because I feel like with this variant we're at the point where like you literally can do almost everything right and still get it and I've seen a lot of like COVID guilt on TikTok where like people will find Mm -hmm. out that they have it and like know that they like went somewhere or whatever and they're like asymptomatic and it's like if you're asymptomatic like you literally there's nothing more you could have done to like know you know what I mean so just I'm trying to think about it in like that context of like you're always just trying to do the best you can and like reminding yourself like when something doesn't go right or you know you feel guilty or like angry at yourself is like reminder like I am I tried like (laughs) so yeah yeah for sure love that um so next this is more of like a tangible actionable thing that you can do to help you start practicing self-compassion arguably the most actionable thing and it's to journal I feel like this is probably like the most accessible way to at least start on this journey um so some prompts to consider would be how would you talk to a friend who is going through what you are going through? Why can't you talk to yourself in that way? Kind of working through that. Um, How can you transform your negative thoughts that you have about yourself into more positive thoughts? So again, Anya kind of touched on this, but like an example of, you know, if you always think to yourself, I always let myself and others down, can you change that into I have big dreams and aspirations and just need to work on establishing attainable plans to achieve those dreams? So again, you're kind of reframing, accepting that positive facet of yourself that loves, you know, dreaming big and wants to aspire to big things and help other people do things but acknowledging where that sort of shortcoming may have come from and having compassion for yourself and moving forward with a bit more kindness uh, without like completely dismissing any negative behaviors that you may have had on your end. Because I think it's important that we like don't say, yeah, like every time you make a mistake and make a mess out of everything, just say, I'm, I forgive myself and like move on. Like sometimes there are consequences to actions and like if you do want to grow and get better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And if you want to grow and get better, you do sometimes have to be a bit honest with yourself, but you can still do that in a very kind and compassionate way. Um, And the last prompt is forgive yourself for something you may have not been able to achieve today or this week or this month, this year, whatever it may be. Um, what would you say to a friend who is in your shoes and may not have achieved what they wanted to in that present moment? So, yeah. Yes. And our next tip is kind of goes without saying, but it's to practice gratitude. And I think Mm -hmm. just in general, like as far as mindset goes and like even being able to like get to this point of like thinking this deeply, like if you're this far in the episode, like obviously you're 
working on yourself and like thinking yeah. deeply about these things or like you'd probably be bored and have left by now. Yeah. So um, I think this is something that we are all kind of like naturally doing and working on, but just knowing that like you practicing gratitude for the stuff around you, for your family, for the qualities that you do bring to the table, I feel like we'll just optimize all of this. Yeah, for sure. So now we, like we said, we came with research. One of those things was a Harvard Business Review article, which we will have linked down below about being kinder to yourself. Mm -hmm. And they talked about this kind of like, I guess it's almost like a exercise, I would say. Yeah. An exercise to um, anticipatory self-compassion because I feel like it's hard. It's hardest to do in the moment. And so this is kind of a way to like prepare responses sort of and like have – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Just like have guardrails up, I guess, for like when things do happen. Tools. Tools, yes. So we'll have this link linked down below. We're basically just going to like summarize um, the end part of the article. So they kind of talked through this like process. So they said um, you need to understand your sabotaging patterns. Self-compassion often involves knowing what your sabotaging patterns are in the first place. So if you always think like, oh, I'm not good enough or like I'm too much of a perfectionist, I don't try hard enough, whatever. Like that's – I'm like the first step is knowing you have a problem. (laughs) Kind of like the same thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The next step is to pay attention to what others say that soothes you. So notice when a friend or a mentor or just someone that you hold in close or high regard says something that soothes and calms you down. This could be a comment particular to you or even a proverb like you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink um, and incorporate what they say to you into your self-talk. The next one says, plan ahead, come up with a half dozen common scenarios in which you think compassionate self-talk would help make, would help you make better decisions. So some examples to spark your thinking would be like when I'm working with other people, when I sense my perfectionism is driving people nuts, when other people are better than me at something. So if you can think of those scenarios for yourself and write down some sample language for what compassionate self-talk might sound like so that when you're in that headspace you're kind of prepared with like prompts to turn yourself around. Yeah. Then the last step is to ask for help. I'm like, this is where Anya and I tend to get stuck, (laughs) or at least myself, but I feel like you've also expressed. um, It's hard to ask for help, besties. We get it. Uh, But yeah, ask for help. Your scenarios will be personal to you, um, but if you're stuck, ask a therapist um, or an emotionally skilled mentor or a friend to help you. So for example, you can bring your list of triggering situations to a therapy or a coaching session and work together to come up with effective, compassionate responses for yourself. God, I love talking about therapy. It's my favorite thing in the world. That's true. (laughs) It's so helpful. And that's, that's all we got today, folks. It is. So we hope that this episode inspired you to start feeling compassionate towards yourself, kind to yourself, um, again, it really is one of those things that's so much easier said than done. It, and so I don't want that to get lost in all of this. Um, and I, again, I don't want to speak for you, but I know I'm nowhere near being <laughs> at the place that I would ideally want to be when it comes to my own self-compassion and, uh, self-acceptance, but we're all just, we're works in progress. We're doing our best and 
all you can do is try and, you know, start taking the steps to be compassionate towards yourself. And then over time, little by little, it starts to to build up. You start to believe yourself, you start to gain those tools. And they say that it makes life better, man. So I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know when say. I get there. Amen. And there's no better time to start than, than now. right now. So thanks for listening. If you yeah. know what to do, you can follow us on Instagram. We'd love if you could rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because that's a thing yes. now. I, we know half of you are listening on Spotify. We see it. Yeah, so we know. Don't, be, don't think you're hiding out there. Yeah. We see you. We so. see you. And you can submit an anonymous comment to our suggestion box. We'd actually love for you to do that so that we know what you want to hear in 2022. Yes. And with that, we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye.